0: Nobody turned that one steer the four times you ready that. <laughs> you didn't get to turn in. You just didn't get to Who in the heck loans you thirty thousand dollars to go rodeo? What are you talking? Like we get done, we're like, this in? sucks. We're still gonna do it.
1: I I can't stand it. So I just go up to him and I, I am like, is there something wrong with your brain? <laughs> so we're officially okay,
0: going undefendable. Uh, no. Yeah, that that is our that really is our man. The name of the podcast is the Flatbed Podcast, and the reason for that is that flatbed is like my <laughs> <not happened>. So <laughs> We are, as always, brought to you by Classic Ropes and Equinity Products. You guys, if you could go rate and review the podcast, it is a gigantic help. But also, word of mouth is huge. So thank you to everybody who has sent our podcast to their friends or family. Or when you hear something you think is unique, your willingness to send that on has been a giant help. So if you could rate and review, great. But to everybody else, thank you for the help. If you don't know the name Slick Robinson... Let me tell you, he is one of those guys that's doing a good job in the horse sale business. He's doing a good job training horses. He runs yearlings. So he, he's just a dadgum cowboy. He's one of those guys that is true blue doing the deal. He is he is a denim figure in the industry, but these are the kind of people that you got to look for, right? You know, Chris Ledoux said, "There's still cowboys. You just can't see them from the road. That is Slick Robinson. So got to go hang out with him while I was in Texas, sat down, did a podcast. Great guy. Cool story. I'm sure at some point, if you get a chance to buy a Slick Robinson horse, do it. Um, had a great time hanging out with him. Good guy. It is a new day at the flatbed podcast. Let me tell you what I'm doing to tell you how it affects you. We are going into basically our second season. We're not calling it a season cause I don't even know why you would do that. I mean, we're into our second year. That's all that means. We're adding a subscription option. What that means is not you have to pay to listen to every episode, but what we're doing is we're recording bonus content for every episode. With every guest, we're asking stupid questions. We're going completely off script. We're just going according to what we think would be funny. Um, it's just bonus content, and what I, what I found is you get a little, a little better look into the person that's on the, on the podcast instead of being stiff or formal. Um, we start off with bonus content. We ask stupid questions. You get the like the live reaction. We've said it's like an ink blot test, right? You just say whatever comes to mind first. I personally have enjoyed it. I've I've loved the bonus content because, like I said, you get to see a different side of whoever's in uh, the studio. Uh, for the month, it's five bucks for the month for the entire month, which comes out to about like a dollar, a little like a dollar twenty-five per episode. So less than a Dr Pepper. You get to listen to all the bonus content. You can click on it and add. Now, here's what this does. By helping fund a little bit of what we're doing, it allows some travel to places that we would like to go. Um, I was watching YouTube last night about the bullfights, and I was like, man, how cool would it be if we could go to Spain someday and talk to the people that run the bullfighting rings, right? Like, go talk to the people that own the horses that are part of that, like, and I'm only using that as an example. We're not trying to fund a trip to Spain, but, uh, you know, I would, I would love the option to financially be able to go to the places where things are happening that are interesting outside of maybe just only team roping in Arizona. I know we made a trip to Texas, so... Um, we're adding the subscription site, but the truth is honestly, even if it was doing nothing but funding my rockstar recovery bill every month, um, it, the, the, the content has been fun. It's been a blast. So like I said, a dollar 25 an episode is what you're, what you're investing. It is super easy. Um, and we haven't had, we haven't had one bonus segment yet that hasn't made everybody laugh. It's been fun. We've enjoyed it. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to release three free bonus episodes this week. Give you an idea. Um, we're going to release three of them this week. You can take a look at them, see what you think. But then also after that, it'll be one per episode. We haven't recorded any podcasts without also including bonus episodes. So, um, I would encourage you to check it out. It's fun. Um, I, I really do enjoy it. It's something I've actually, it's been a, it's been an addition to the podcast that I've enjoyed. So check it out. The flatbed podcast is brought to you by, um, we say companies, we say sponsors, but reality it's brought to you by other people. in the same way that you're sitting here listening to this podcast There are other people who are investing into this process financially that are bringing this to you so that you can listen to it for free. I love that there are people running companies that have the same shared values that we have in this industry. So when we talk to you about the people that are bringing you this podcast, please understand we're talking about a company, but really what we're talking about is the people. I know you've heard me talk about uh, Aquinity products. Uh, The thing that stands out to me about Aquinity is this for my uneducated brain it promotes the health of the pituitary gland and the pituitary gland is what heals the body. So instead of putting in a bunch of foreign substances trying to create synthetics, what it does is it goes in and promotes the natural health of the body. Um, we're excited about people like Trevor and miles and Jordan Briggs and the people that are standing behind these products, Tyler Wade. There's so many people that are seeing the benefits. It improves muscle support for strength and recovery, stronger collagen, healthier coats and bones. Uh, maximizes performance with cell regeneration and increases focus and more response. How does it do that? It does that by promoting the things that make your horse healthy. John Dowdy and his gang are great guys. I would love if, if you see them out somewhere. I know for a fact they'd love if you came and introduced yourself. The 30-day challenge where you get to take pictures of before and after. That's important so that you can see the results. So check them out. teamequinity.com. Okay, well that concludes the bonus section. We can actually get started. <laughs> Uh, Slick Robinson, I don't. We never met till today. I think the first time I heard the name was at Rancho this year. You know, right. we're out in Arizona. Yes. Sir. How did you? How did you end up with horses there?
1: Uh, here's a coincidence. Uh, I've been trying to get in that sale, and I was on the waiting list, and a couple of people backed out. Do you, you know who? I don't know who it was, but uh, backed out, and they called and said they had. They knew I had two horses available, so I got in.
0: How'd they know that? Because Ty, Ty. Ty is CIA and mm-hmm. knows everything and mm-hmm. keeps his ear to the ground. Yep. yep. So how how much time did you have from the time they called you till the sale? Mm, probably two months. Oh, really? Yeah. So not just a ton of prep no, time. They were just ready. They're yes. already ready. Mm-hmm. Or right before the catalog come out. What sells? What sells at a horse sale? And here's why I asked. <clears throat> I brought what I thought was. No offense to any other horses there, but he'd been hauled a lot. He'd been everywhere, but he was 13. Yeah, I felt like he could have done better than he did. You know what? And it's my first year. First year I'd ever had one in that sale. What, do you, what did you try to bring? Like, in your mind, what were people looking for at that sale?
1: I think they were just looking for a nice, solid horse that you could do, not just particular rope horses. They wanted to see what else they could do individually. And then I feel like those horses were... The ones I brought were nice horses that you could do head. How old, heel. How old were they? They were one was eight, one was nine. I think that's the
0: number. Yeah. You know, we got to look, in. it feels and like seven, eight, correct. nine yes. somewhere in there is yeah. what they're what they're going for. And they did good. Yes, going yeah. back again.
1: Yes, I would like to go back. I think you need to take a horse that you know fits that sale in a way, but like a horse, a good solid horse. I like think we that one horse I sold, uh, Rocky. I had him my. Actually, my friend Adam had him since he was a yearling, you know. Yeah, been around forever. Been around him forever. Ranched on.
0: It feels like they smell horse traders at that mm-hmm. sale. Yep. Like, they got kind of an eye for it. You know, a guy's got to bring a product that's from a substance standpoint for sure. Right. So, how did you, you're here in Weatherford now. Been here, what you say, 10 years? 10 years. At this place, I've been out here for probably 15 to 16 years now. And before that? In Alabama. Okay, walk me through because that's it's a pretty big jump. <laughs> well, I was. Do you uh, think there's somebody listening right now? There's like there's cowboys in Alabama.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I was. It was pretty tough, round horses. But horses. I didn't know a good horse till I got out here. In my opinion,
0: what kind of horses? It's not a slam. It's not a slam at all. It's just different. Yeah. Right. Like being in the northwest the last ten years, big rugged. You know, rock beater type horses yeah. really have a job there. Yes. You know, you ride a lot of rough country. They, there's a lot of rocks. The horses that are useful there are not the kind of horses I'm selling in Arizona now, right? right? Regionally it changes. So when you look at Alabama, what kind of horses?
1: First of all, people never knew this, but I was actually raced. My uncle and them had a, a mares, you know, had much bunch of brood mares, quarter horse mares. They also had walking horse mares. What? Yes, sir. We was raised around walking
0: horses, and we had both. But Did you train those? Yes, sir. Really? hmm Okay, now I have 10,000 more questions. Yeah. What is it? What does the training process look like? I know nothing. All I'm right. telling you nothing about them. Yeah. They have, like, they pull buggies? They can, but they more
1: uh, bird hunters use them for field trials. They're
0: quiet, and they sneak up on the birds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just travel through that mud, and they can go longer. Their stride's a little bit smoother, and you can, you know. People are a lot in the and Montana and that up in the Northwest use them a lot okay. in different pl- spots.
0: As just hunting?
1: Hunting, traveling. Call them gated horses. Yeah. But. Did you like it? No, really, no, sir. I didn't. <laughs> you had to check
0: it Man, what? No. I, I didn't
1: know no difference at, when I was young, but when I finally, you know, started getting wanting to rope and do all Not that. Not something you want to go back no, to? You. No, sure. sir.
0: Family still do any of that? Yeah,
1: they still do. Really? That's, they don't raise them, but.
0: What's the market like price-wise? How is it compared to a rope horse?
1: They're selling them for fifty to $75,000. dollars they really good ones because they're really hard to find. But, they're, you know, to get a good one, big one, it's hard to get a 15-hand to 16-hand horse, and that's what they want in that deal. And You're having smooth. to kind of out,
0: out, outgrow their pedigree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fascinating. It is. It's, it's different. When's the last one you've been on? Actually, I
1: bought – that guy pulled up at my place – that I had a least here when I was first moved out. I got a, started riding a horse on my own and he had one and he said, This is a heel horse. So I was like, Okay, got him out. I said, That's a knee right off he's black. I said, Like that's a walking horse. Get a horse. <laughs> can and you, you heel on one? Yeah, they just kinda don't really have that much not speed, but come around <laughs> there he was and I said, Let me see his papers. He didn't this sure enough he was a registered Tennessee walking. no I hope so. He was <laughs>
0: I've mm-hmm. seen people roping on mules. Yeah, I got tricked into, actually, down your part of the country, Mississippi, one time, I we went raccoon hunting on a mule, Yeah, and I wanted to hate it so bad. I was so embarrassed. I just knew there was going to be a picture show up somewhere. Not bad, honestly. Yeah. Like, walks with each foot, like, mm-hmm. measures each step. Like, if a guy was going to go raccoon hunting in the hills of Mississippi, it's not a bad option.
1: I went raccoon hunting <laughs> with a guy named, <clears throat> when I was a young kid, I was probably 9 or 10 years old. I was an old cowboy. I probably should have been... Probably the best cowboy out when I was a kid around all stokes. He was from Florida, and he had coon dogs, and he would, sure enough, go coon hunting and had his mules, jump fences, whatever, and we went at it. That's awesome.
0: So you roped all along like, growing up? Was team roping part of the, the story?
1: Yes, sir, just a little bit. We just didn't
0: rope much. Nobody in my family really roped. Well, I'm sitting here watching today, and you got, like, I'm I'm estimating— two thousand horses tied up over their saddle right now <laughs> yeah. somewhere in the ballpark. <laughs> yes, so obviously you made the leap. How did how did the connection between Sailbarn and Alabama to train rope horses where did that start? Well, uh
1: my family runs a sail barn there in Alabama and we got hired to go over there and work a registered Rangus outfit called Cow Creek and I met uh, Thomas Saunders there and he asked me to come out here and help him and I come out here and Helped him, and it kind of hooked, and I just moved in over there with him. We just – he was starting a bunch of colts in and Keep talking. I'm going to move this a little closer. And uh, we started a bunch of colts. He was starting colts for the Wagners, and
0: then uh, – uh, What were the Wagner horses like? Pretty tough. Yeah. I rode some horses for him once back in the day, and they were yeah. just kind of raw. Yeah. I don't know. Not bad horses. Yeah. We but had not- –
1: we had some that the Joe Wood out of Arkansas bought. It's a bunch of those Wagner marriages when Wagner's had a, a dispersal back years ago, and uh, <clears throat> that's what we was kind of starting. And they bring them
0: in there three years old, off the, four year old, never been touched, run them <gasps> off the trailer, and yeah, they already had opinions at that point. Yes, sir. Did you want to get out of Alabama? Like when you were growing up, was there this thought that someday I was gonna you're gonna get away and go do something, or were you? Did you think that was gonna be home forever?
1: I wish I would have left fifteen years before
0: I did. How old were you when you left? Twenty
1: eight. So if you had left at 15. fifteen, sixteen, oh, that's when I first come out here.
0: Just kind of come out here. And... You feel like you just got behind? I think so. Um, that's very professional. That's not <laughs> I mean. So you felt like you got like just not good information yeah but I mean my where I was raised I was,
1: the quicker you could get to saddle on them the you know just like a bunch of people the knowledge
0: now is so good so tell okay so I asked the question I forgot to follow up so like the Tennessee walkers but like team roping horses or using horses or trading horses in Alabama what are those what's what's a horse in Alabama look like
1: It's just like ours but they're just not there's few of them few between it, that you see, you know. They're just not breeding
0: for their yep. own sons, own daughters mm-hmm. type
1: stuff. Yep. And it's gotten better since
0: over the last 10 years there for sure. Do you feel like that that helped riding harder headed horses? Here, Okay, let me ask you this. Did you learn the skill of getting in a horse's head that's a little harder headed and then were able to use that? You started riding better horses or do you think you developed bad habits that you had to, like...
1: I felt like I developed some bad habits, but when I got around... Thomas and starting those Colts. Man, it changed my horsemanship
0: 100%. Did you it, know immediately you're like you're behind?
1: Yeah, but I had the uh like you know, like them horses being Bronx and all that that didn't really scare me cuz I'd been a, not saying I was a tough guy, but it just I didn't know no better back then, you know, you just get get it get a saddle on them, get on them when Wasn't I was really in out of about, if You yeah, wanted
0: to or not, you just no, had to. Yeah.
1: He didn't shoot them around. you shoot them around? Hope he didn't buck y'all, but when you got on him, he was just you just went, you know. And so, hurt. there wasn't no thing as a bronc pen when I was raised. You get on him to haul the way of the barn and get at it, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the sale barn business, what's that like in Alabama?
1: Well, my my family actually ran a sale a cattle sale barn, which, no
0: horse sales. Yeah, they had a few. You know, but what? not something you wanted to do.
1: Well, I kind of was raised around it, and just kind of rather just I liked just riding. After I got out here and got into starting them and knowing what you got as a young horse and knowing where they've been in their first – which, you know, their first start is where it's all at. The first few rides is the best. Yeah. You you know what you got right there.
0: Right. So from a business model, you're in the middle of it right here. You've been here however long. What is it – what is the Slick Robinson horse? Like, describe the – quintessential what is, what are you trying to create here
1: i like buying a three-year-old that's already started or a two-year-old i don't just something because i really grew out of starting colts but just a nice well-built good-minded bread good bread horse that i can go on and make a rope horse out of that i can start ranching on early but make a horse for eventually wind up being a with a human eye, somebody, a nice horse in their future, you know.
0: When you say ranching, I, I, tell me about that because it's more than maybe your average. I know a lot of people say ranching on one. When you say that, what does that entail? Like what I usually do on them? Well, yeah, when you say ranching, you're uh, actually
1: you're actually Man, growing. I just go and use them outside a lot. We My father-in-law has a bunch of yearlings and turns out a bunch, of, he owns the ranch up there and turns out a
0: bunch of cattle. When you say a bunch, do you talk about numbers or not really? mm they bought nine thousand this year. Yeah, that's I, I knew that number. I didn't know if that was something you talked about or not. But it's not like you got fifty of them, right? right it's not yeah. like you turn fifty of them out on hundred acres. Yeah. Like it's not. Have you ever seen all nine thousand of them in one place at one time? Well, was, there's there's two or three
1: hundred in one. We were up there yesterday and put some more. And that come off wheat lighter
0: ones back on top of them, but they're in one, one herd. What does six thousand yearlings in one place look like? <laughs> it's a lot of cattle. Okay, if you were to describe it like an acreage, how many acres does sixty three hundred years? I'm trying to picture. Well, they do head.
1: they do the intensive grazing, and uh, you know it's a hot wire deal, but they rotate them. Right. How often? Three to five times
0: a day. Wait, what? They're moving all of them three or five times a day? Yes, sir. Who? Who does that?
1: Is uh, you just kind of pipe the wire, the where, like what we call pipe it. You pick, uh, put a PVC pipe and raise the wire up over it, and then cattle, you can do it in two sections, and they just walk under it to another section.
0: No way.
1: Yeah. He's got pipes run through the ranch for water, you know, move a few water troughs ahead of them and stuff.
0: What's the social media look like on something like that? Because that I would look at it, like that would be the first thing I follow on social media, if there's a, up, a video of stuff like it's that. It's Birdwell Clark Ranch. They have a little... On what is it? On Facebook or Instagram or? I think it's uh... Birdwell Clark. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. And do they have videos of doing all that? They did. They made a couple a couple years ago. All right, I'm following them right now. <laughs> so when you take a horse up there, I mean, you're making rope horses. But when a horse gets up there, he's not a rope horse. Right?
1: No, sure. I just usually trot a lot. We sort out of the herd out of the herd a lot. You have to rope stuff out there and doctor it. We. He used to rope a doctor years ago, but he about killed a lot of people <laughs> trying to rope, you know, in himself. Roping, you know, you, sometimes you rope forty, doctor 40 or 50 a day, just horses. So he went to darting, but yes, sir, we do, we sort out the herd. Uh, it's pretty easy. You can, those cows are, cattle are heart wire broke. You can put them, shut them up and you can go in there and we handle them. They're quiet. They're
0: not wild. How long does it take from one to the time they get there, to the time that they're like civil to be around? Do they show up pretty calm? Uh, not always. No, sure. We got border collie dogs.
1: You train but, dogs? No, sure. I don't. I freaking but love dogs. I, I got one out there in the kennel. It's a good dog that I have. A puppy, a two-year-old that's a good, good puppy. Do you see go with you? Every day.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was the one thing out of the Northwest. Like, the Northwest never felt like home to me. No. And that's nothing against them at all. At all, at all. I just, I knew that wasn't where I was going to end up, right? Yeah. But the dog thing, I was really fortunate. I got to be around some trial guys. I got to be around some ranch guys and... Man, the dog deal, I just, I freaking love it. And it's crazy when someone's good at it, how just intuitively helpful they are. I felt like the dog,
1: they went to a trainer before it got me, but I felt like the dog's kind of like a starting a horse
0: till you got to get a good start on it, you know? So, not to completely disrupt the conversation, but I got one border collie that was, he's not registered. He's just a ranch dog. It's out this dog and this dog, and they're both good dogs, and they use them all the time. And he just lived with me. Every time I left the house, he was there. And at five months old, we pulled up to a lot. There's like a water lot. There's like four or five acres, and it turned out into a big spot. And so we came with horses and stuff, and I thought we were going to have to go get them when I got there. And we got there, and they were in the water lot. And so I get out of the truck, and I'm thinking I'm going to have to get on a horse, try to get around to the gate. This dog, it was six months old, right around the bed of the pickup, his flatbed pickup, no chain or anything. We look up, and he's in the gate and got him stopped. At six months old, just new. And I mean, it was 100. Hundred fifty yards over there. I, I don't know how you explain to a dog that age that that's what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. You just knew, just saw a gap and went and plugged it. And like breeding, man, it's fun. It's fun when they get to that. Yeah. It, it, but again, to your point, just going slow, going time. Yeah, sure. It's a relational thing. And then I got another dog that I didn't start. And I got him when he was a year old, and he's just like the Tasmanian devil. He'll just right. split their ears for you, and he's a he's kind of the enforcer for the other dog, but. Not not one you'd want to take to a company, right? right? You don't yeah. want to go take him to the guy's house and go help with cows. <laughs> <laughs> good, good way, to get run off. Yeah. So the yearling, how big are they when they get there? They weigh
1: about five hundred,
0: average about five hundred, and then you try to have them wear when they go. They're
1: weighing, they're weighing 850 they're, they eight fifty, and they lead is that
0: operation. It's owned by them. They buy them and sell them, <laughs> or they have
1: they own them. How they hard
0: own. is it to find cattle right now?
1: Right now is uh, pretty hard, but they he start they start buying cattle around August. We start getting them in, pretty, you know, September, and then we finish by the January.
0: Yeah. So from January on, you're just
1: taking care of what? Well, there. we turn out some wheat cattle too, and then
0: we send some to the Flint Hills. But there's there's Where's the Flint Hills in Kansas. Okay. Do you just love that part of it? I mean, I know I know this is a horse operation, but like the cow deal, do you love it? I like it. I love using my horses up there, and you know, it's just
1: my my. I feel like if I need to be on a horse every day, yeah, it's just love it.
0: What do you see? What do you see that that puts into them that rope in an arena can't?
1: Gets their mind, you know, gets their mind where a hard day work is, and tries to save and use their mind when they get some pressure on them. They can take it. Right. They've already been through the ringer if they need to, which, you know, just trotting in miles and the arena's usually easier for them. Yeah, you get know? Where they don't resent what you teach yeah. them in the arena. Yeah. And then also a horse needs to be happy at what he does, you know.
0: How do you know when one's not? I mean, I feel, I feel like I know the answer to this. It feels like a basic question, but what do you look for that says, all right, this sucker isn't digging it? Man, they...
1: Kind of like what you do in life, you know. Sometimes you're doing something you don't like, you're not happy about it, you know. But like those horses, they'll tell you right off if they're not liking it. And you just got to get, make them like it. I think being in the wrong hands sometimes, you know, not understand what they're trying to tell you.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, like, to me, riding outside, back to your point. When you're riding outside, it's like you can teach everything slowly. Yes, sir. If they don't understand it, you got another five miles to figure Mm -hmm. it out. You know, in an arena... You're riding all these horses. It's like a time frame. Like yeah, sure. It's all, I, I, I feel like. I am sure by now you've heard me talk about Unbeatable Feeds. It's a beet pulp pellet produced by a company that produces 70% of the beet pulp sugar in the U.S. The byproduct is the feed that we're feeding to our horses and cattle. The benefits are unreal, but you can check them out at unbeatablefeeds.com. They're, get, they're available at Tractor Supply. You can get them at Tractor Supply. If you go into Tractor Supply and they don't have it, they can order it. They can put you on a waiting list and have it shipped to them. Um, but the, the, to me, the most remarkable part of this company, for all the benefits that we're seeing in our animals, are the people standing behind it. Brian Edwardson and his team, Jason Stewart, the people they've got stand behind this company are stand up people. Brian is absolutely a game changer in our industry. He used to study commodities for big agricultural companies, and he's bringing all of that to the Western industry. We are all better for having him on our side. So uh, check him out, unbeatablefeeds.com. We live in one of the hottest real estate markets in the Western industry here in Wickenburg. It can be confusing. I know that people from out of town go, okay, where does everything happen? What's in the middle of things? What's the dark side of the moon? Let me tell you, Erin Freeman, she's not only a friend, she is an absolute professional in the real estate industry. You can find her at Erin Freeman Properties on Facebook. You can check her out at erinfreeman.realtor on Instagram and TikTok. Here's what I like about Erin. She is from a team roping family. She understands that when you call and say you're looking for arena, you don't mean a riding pin. When you say I'm looking for something with stalls, it doesn't mean four panels chained together. She understands the industry, but she also understands the the, the lifestyle. One of the things I'll say about Erin, like I said, not only is she great, I don't know if she'd want me saying this. She also kind of keeps her finger on the rental industry, too. So if you're looking for a rental, maybe not officially, but I can tell you she knows where it's at. She's also brutally honest. She will tell you exactly what's happening in the industry. If you're too high, if you're too low, if what you're looking for is achievable, if she has in her inventory what you're looking for, you will get an honest assessment from somebody who not only understands what you're looking for, but where to find it. Check her out, Aaron Freeman. You guys times are changing. We have got technology available to you. When you get to Arizona, you can find your roping. You can find the date. You can find the location. You can even search the website by what jackpot number team roping you're looking for. Ropingcalendar.com. It is a subscription base. You go, well, so is the magazine, dude. Like you can buy a magazine or you can buy the website. So it's not like there's a free option anymore. Ropeandcalendar.com, the difference being, you can look for only what you want to find instead of looking through all the other ads that you didn't want to find. So if you think about it, if your time's worth anything, we're paying you back. So check it out, ropeandcalendar.com. You know, in an arena, you're riding all these horses. And it's like a time frame. Yeah, like, sure. It's all, I, I feel like if I'm not careful, I put one on a time frame. What's time to a horse? Exactly. No, yeah. that's exactly right. Like, yeah. they don't understand why I'm in a hurry. Yeah. They don't understand why, like, in 45 minutes, we got to have this figured out because yeah, i got sure. another one waiting um, how do you avoid that with what you're doing here? Cause you got all these horses. How do you avoid getting on a time frame with one?
1: I try not to, i catch myself sometimes doing it, but I just t- try to tell myself, Hey, time, time doesn't mean anything to these horses. Take, be patient. You know, horse teach me patience, you know,
0: there's nothing worse than losing your temper. And then you spend the next week trying to undo this yes, moment of panic. Mm-hmm.
1: They have pretty much tell you when they're ready.
0: Yeah, yeah. How long did it take before you felt like you could speak that fluently? What I mean, well, what I mean by that is how long? Did it, how long did it take you to get a sense of when that is? Well, just like when I
1: went moved out here from Alabama, it started with Thomas over there, and then uh, Thomas helped me so much, you know, getting the field. And then Chris Cox helped me a little bit too. How did you just, meet Chris? Through Thomas. Okay. And uh, but just you know, time. With them, and learn it, just teaching them to stand still to be saddled and putting their feet to work, and but out of not just putting their feet to work, out of trying to be mean to them or you know right. aggressive with them, it's just hey, this is what we want. Showing what you want, and then all of a sudden they just within minutes you can tell a difference in that horse's eye and his how soft his eye is and how, how he's coming to you, he's licking
0: his lips and. How much in a how much in a week do you use a one range stop on one that's busy? Uh, I my favorite one range stop. I love it.
1: But just like those Colts, when they told me to they were when I first went over there, Thomas, never got bucked off. Is a horse, horse supposed ne- to never
0: buck? Okay, let me ask you this: Is a horse supposed to never buck? Because growing up, it was like you had to ride them through the bucking phase. <laughs> yeah. Now you talk to people they're like they're not ever supposed to buck. They're not supposed. That's never supposed to be part of their deal I, ever.
1: I don't know about that. Never supposed. To, a horse is kind of like a human; they have a mind of their own. You know.
0: Are you supposed to try to avoid the bucking phase?
1: I think you just don't make a big deal about it. You know, as a as a cult or something. You, you know, you try to if you get at them and scare them in in the wrong way that you know Siemens you
0: might is part yeah, of the you process. might have a
1: problem there but if you do it do it the right way Thomas and Chris were the best to it and me the ones I were, were around when I was growing up Yeah, so never got when they told me to get on never got bucked off but that one range stop is where I started in the in the Bronx pen for pulling people, their head For people around. who don't
0: know walk cuz I might learn something about it too no. walk me through what's a one range stop to you you just you Whichever
1: way they're going on the colts is whichever they want would let me pull them. I would just pull if they were stiff. I just never would. But when they was soft, when I tipped, tried to tip that nose to me and they were soft, I just bend them around, not all the way, just and let them let them change direction. But one range stop is just pick it up and try to keep their after you get them going keep their hips under them. Back in underman, get their get their nose, and that softens their rib cage and their shoulders.
0: It's almost to watch someone doing it. It's almost like watching somebody face mm-hmm. right both directions. You're just keeping their hip out of it. David Sharp, which by the way, I think you're David Sharp's hero. I think <laughs> when he reads comic books, your face is yeah. In. Um, he was talking about the other day about how much he's learned from it yeah. and how much benefit and and it it seems like across disciplines, that's the one thing that. You just hear it come up all the time. Like, all of a sudden, it's kind of like the hot thing right now, and so...
1: You can get a horse's front end up doing one range stops. There's a lot of different maneuvers you can do with a
0: one range stop. Are you, like, when you buy a two- or three-year-old, you said you don't want to start him anymore, right? It's not like, no, like what you look forward to. No, Who's sure. the best two-year-old guy right now? Jordan Williams. Jordan Williams. Where is he from? He lives in Rome. And yeah, that's all he's doing is riding two-year-olds? No, sure. He's actually
1: showing... Uh, snuff a bit training snuff a bit horses. I got you he and made uh I sent him a, I bought five five uh two year olds and I sent him two of them and he made the snuff a bit finals on one of them really oh uh, it i think it was his first year second year getting into it third year i can't remember but and you show some horses in rain cow horse no not rain i did a little do a little rch oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah Do you like that? Yes, I like it. I want to do, I want to kind of get in the cow horse more.
0: I love that kind of sport of it. I think it's a little bit more challenging. Do you think it's true? I've heard people say that people can't even be a horse trainer until they're 40.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I can't answer that question now.
0: (laughs) It feels like that at 40, all my aggression for life changed. Not Uh, that I don't have ambition, like I still work hard every day, but. I know that I got in horses' way because I needed something out of them. Yeah. I needed them to do something for me because I had a plan and they were a part of it. Yeah. And I will say at 40, just life changes and all things you go through, it did feel like a little bit in there. I could understand that statement. Yeah. You know, I would love to I would love to do more. I hate making heel horses. And that being said, I sold three of them this winter that were good. Yeah. I can do it. But those are the, like what you're saying about getting into the rain cow horse. I would like to get where I can make heel horses a little bit quicker. Because right now they still take forever. But what, when you think about a cow horse, is that something you're going to have to set down some of this to go do?
1: Pick and choose your horse that you want to do it on. You know, you, it's so it's got so many maneuvers, changing leads, stops, turnarounds, work a cow down the fence. Uh,
0: is it just the horsemanship of it that you like? Yes, yes. Uh, do you think rain cow horse guys are the best cow best horsemen right now? I would say so. I mean, I don't think that's controversial. No, no. I, I mean, I, I don't think that's an insult to anybody else. Well, they keep them behind the bridle. Well-rounded horsemen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like that's what the rain cow horse yes. was designed to do, was to bring the best horsemen to the surface. So yes, I, don't, I don't think that's super controversial.
1: Well, you look at your world's greatest, that's, they have to be pretty much a reigning cow horse.
0: Yeah. You know. Have you you ever entered anything in that? No, sure. Will you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't What's I don't, the qualification to get to? Do you have to? Do you those have? to guys s-
1: are pretty good, man. There, There's a reason they're at the top. You know.
0: Well, sure. <laughs> well, that's that's the idea. Is that everybody that's there starts somewhere, right? Yeah. So that's is true. that something like realistically? Is it is it something you'd have to abandon everything else to try to get there? The key tip, in my opinion, is. This is my opinion.
1: If if you're gonna go. Tr- I don't want to just say I'm going to go compete against them because I want to. If, if I get the right horse. Yeah.
0: Well, it's disrespectful, right? Yeah. It's disrespectful to think that you're just going to go compete against the greatest yeah. in the world. I understand yeah. there's an honor yeah. that goes along with what they do. Yeah. I get that. But with what you're doing, the horses you're making now, yeah. I, guess, I guess that's the right answer if you have the right horse. You got
1: to have a great horse. Do you? Do you have one now that you think would? I've got a couple coming along. I feel like this. You know, those horses at the world's greatest are usually seven, eight years old. You know, I feel oh, like Oh, really? It. I think. I don't know. I haven't really kept up with it last year. I've been busy just working at the ranch here the last two years, but I want to get more into it. But, yes, I haven't been keeping up with it. But, you know, a great horse to me is sometimes they really don't mature until they're get
0: really good until they're seven or eight, you yeah. know. Where are you finding horses right now? You don't have to give up honey holes, but, I mean, is there? Well, uh, like these, uh,
1: some of these uh, cutters around here and cow horse. Jordan, I got a cup off of Jordan Williams. Uh, they'll call me when they got a good horse. Uh,
0: and then a couple of these ranchers call around, you know, just. You think a ranch horse is the best foundation on one? Or do you think just been out, been used? Or is I, there- I believe, like, I feel like the, uh, the cow horse guys put the best foundation on them. Who's... This business this business, is so much bigger Than I think a person realizes yes. When you think about how many cow horses there are That means there's that many mares There's that many breeding programs There's that many studs I mean it's extensive The yeah. amount, just the sheer number of horses That are being created Is there one place that's doing it better than anybody else For what you're doing?
1: Breeding and raising them Man there's a lot of good breeders out there now You know Lots
0: <laughs> Yeah but who's the best?
1: I'm not a, I hadn't I, I I wouldn't know how if I said it, I really wouldn't know if I was being correct because I'm not – 'cause I'm not in, I hadn't gotten into the breeding side of it. I did buy a mare for the first time the other day. I bought a Steve Ray Vaughn mare.
0: The Lorone. Mm-hmm. Really I seen her. Really cute. I believe he has got a player mare, yep. Do you think that what Melanie's doing at Solo is gonna change the value of a mare? Where they're doing the embryos and I think so. The and mares like is
1: where he's at right now, I feel like it. That's the reason I tried, you know, the Actually I feel like a, a good horse will find you. Okay. You know, I don't really go out everybody's like you know, I don't I don't actually just call people. What do you have? What do you right. have? You know, I right. feel like the I feel like people the all the horses I found have really good horses have found me. Yeah. Like, hey, I heard somebody told me to give you a call, I got this horse and this hadn't done much with him and need him to go on him. So that's kind of
0: My my grandpa used to say most people never own a good horse because they don't know what a good horse looks like. How much of it is just knowing what you're looking for?
1: Well, it's a feel. When you are just watching them lope around in the field and how they move and travel. What do you look for? Uh, I like for a horse to be made up.
0: Mm -hmm. When you say made up. Shoulders up. Higher in
1: the front end. Higher in the front end.
0: You know, soft eye. That's crazy because I'm I'm with you. You can almost see a horse's soul yeah. with their eye. Yeah, and if you know what you're looking for, the, it's amazing how much they'll tell you just looking in the eye. And yeah. I know that sounds like a hippie thing to say, but it's there's it's true. Yeah, big old doe eye. It's it's they usually always follow that. Yes, sir. Who is there a bloodline? So okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you why I asked, because. I love what the Flag Ranch is doing right now. I, I am to say the flag such ranches. a fan. I love the the thought they're putting into it. There's that big sorrel Bama Cat that Trevor's riding right now. It's four years old. Looks like a racehorse. He's Bama Cat on a Fury of the Windmare. Just watching, because everybody can have a crazy idea, right? But they don't just have a crazy idea. They're doing it. Like the horses coming off that place, that gray mare at Ren Richard's got. You know, they're building some cool products over there.
1: Well, that says a lot. Those two guys, there riding your horses, and they're – they're doing something with them. I mean, they're they're not just bred to be the you know wearing that ranch uh, brand, right? But they're those horses are proven right now. Well, the they're, big
0: bay, the one the fraternity last year, yeah. had that brand, and yeah. so I look at that. I love the Ronin. Like on head horses, I love having some run on them. I'm not. I'm not. That interests myself. I don't love the, like the big slide and stops on the head horses. I want them to be patterned. I want them to stand there and score. Everything we do is forward yes. on a head horse. I, I don't need them to drag it in the corner. I don't need them to stop and slide around in the face. I want them to stay saddle horn point straight to the top. They don't slow their feet down. I like when yes. they slow their feet down, but I can do all those things better. I feel like with a with a running horse, feels like for me for my style. And I've got nothing but cattle horses right now, so I'm I'm obviously a hypocrite, but. I like the dullness of a racehorse. It, I agree. It's got some cow, right? I agree. They've got to have a little bit of cow. I don't want just all running. But when you think of like the perfect product for what you're trying to produce, what is that bloodline wise? What does that look like?
1: That Bama cat is a. I feel like it's a good horse. I've seen lots of nice Bama cats.
0: Is he almost a better rope horse sire than cutting horse sire?
1: It's what it seems like he's looking to looking at right now. It looks like
0: to me he is a rope yeah.
1: horse sire. I've got a five year old Bama cat. That that Jordan train Williams, and he's uh I had him for two two and a half years, and he's out of a shorty leaning mare, and he's fifteen one now. Both was, both ends on him, and he's nice horse.
0: So that's kind he of can run. Product.
1: That's but the, the Bama cap cross with something like that looks like it's with the race horse or the running bred horse is what they want to cross them with now. And I feel like you got to to get some size in these horses.
0: My dad was telling me the other day that Dave Zimmerman from Idaho. I don't know if you know Dave, but he had breedings to Smart Chickalina. And he said you could go through the pasture and whatever the mare was, that's what the baby was. Mm-hmm. The Smart Chickalina produced a replica of the mare. Right. And I wonder if that's not true with Bama Cat, too, because you got the little sorrels that he's healing on. Trevor's healing on their Bama Cat. That's right, yeah. You got the big racehorse looking horses. It's, I mean, there's a wide variety. When you look at the babies out of that horse, they're not all the same horse. Right. You know, I wonder if that's, if that's not maybe when you think of what is a rope horse breed. You know, something that could produce a head horse, heel horse, I would I would think. Yes. It's what you're looking for. So what's the plan when you get one like the Bama Cat you're talking about that you like? What's your end game on him?
1: Uh he's making good. I've been going slow with him, but I haven't I haven't been roping as much as I would like, but I'm starting to get back into it. But just go slow with him and I've showed him in some music class like some the R J ranching yep. classes and mm-hmm. one some classes on him and uh i've hauled him i showed him at the road force
0: my guy missed last year uh but just in fort worth yes yeah, sir is that the only futurity you'll go to or do you enter some of the other ones that's the only one i've been going to but i mean if you're going to go to one that's the one to go to <laughs> it's a pretty good yeah. one yeah yeah and so the end game, though, with your horses, are you trying to place them into programs? Or are you trying to go private treaty? Or Is the horse sales?
1: this The horse sales, uh, I wish I'd—it's hard to keep these horses, you know, going to keep—for, you know, all the horse sales that are coming. But I like selling them here. I like going to the sale because I feel like sometimes you get them out in front of the public eye, more new people, customers. new customers. Yep.
0: You kind of spread your deal around. Well, that's—I mean, like, for instance, yep. you going to Rancho this year is kind of the first I've yep. heard of you, so— yep. Um, how many calls a week do you get for people looking for horses? Uh, a lot, you know. I pray at five or six easily. Really, you know? Is it is, it return customers or just people that know who it's you are. Half, you know, some weeks it'll be new, and some weeks it's not. You know, are they when you from a from a reach standpoint? Is it a lot of people from out of state, or is a lot of people here out of state? from uh, is there is there a like a pool that's more common than the other like is it back east up north it's back it's back east
1: some from the carolinas and then some from uh you know like california stuff people really yeah sure and when they i mean is there a horse they're all looking for they all want a nice rope horse and you know like everybody else they want one for twenty five thousand. But right
0: right (laughs) that's kind of tough that's the number. It seems like twenty five thousand is yeah. the new fifteen, yeah. and the fifteen was the old ten, right? Like it seemed like there for a while. Fifteen is what you expected to pay, and now yeah. everybody wants one for twenty five. Is a guy stupid to try to build twenty five thousand dollars horses? Because you'd have a, a market for it. You'd have to ride lesser horses, and you'd have to spend less time on them. But I sold I sold three this winter for twenty five thousand. They were good horses. Yeah, people were happy with them. Everybody at the bottom's happy with them. But they weren't horses that were going to go be. Yeah. You know, and I've wondered if I couldn't sell. Four or five horses like that instead of spending time on the, you know, the $100,000 horses. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's a
1: that's a tough deal to, you know, try to. I don't try to. I just make the horse and the end result is, I hope it's really good, but, you know.
0: Do you like the sales? Yes, I do. You enjoy them? hmm I do. I'm a nervous wreck. I hate it. <laughs> it triggers my, like, fear of rejection. Every <laughs> single time I get there and I'm like. This is stupid. Just forget it. I'll take him home. This is dumb. I like the idea of sitting in front of people while they're like, "I don't like your horse." Or I like, I, I, you got to do it. You know, I get customers every time I do a sale. I get more Mm -hmm. customers. I Always sell other horses. I know they're important, but I freaking hate it. Yeah, hate it.
1: I just feel like I was raised around enough horses that wasn't rode enough horses, and when I was younger, that wasn't that good in front of people. And (laughs) now, you know, it just sends you. You're fine. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) If I Show up, I'm gonna try to be riding a good horse,
0: right? What What do you of, of all that you're doing with horses right now? Is the head horse is that is that head and heel? What do you like better?
1: Uh, depends on the horse, but the I'd like I I generally like healing more, really? Yeah, but the head horse, I feel like if I the right horse, I don't mind riding him either, you know? Right, I head and heel on both of them, no matter what, I head and heel. Mm-hmm you know uh, you're
0: trying to create switch enders yes size wise are you buying I really for that? just
1: kind of give him, I feel like he, if you like I've got a, a four year old metallic rebel that can run but just kind of was hadn't been moving his feet that way I want him to so I put him over to the head side and actually I did it the second time I ever roped on him and just went to head and steers nothing crazy but just went to head and steers and he had put him back on the heel side uh, two weeks later and he was this is better for him Oh yeah Yeah Got his feet moving
0: Well they're saying That that little Like I think it's metallic Dirty fiery something I can't think right. of the name The little bitty roan That the lazy e-bought From Trevor Miles mm-hmm. That's little He's a little Big old mane and tail And he looks like a an And they said He's just naturally More comfortable on the head side That's just where he feels yeah. at home Which is weird Because looking at him yeah. You know Breeding and everything else So a guy's got to do both Right I wish I wish there was a way To just make head horses Yeah I would love to have a business First of all, I want to tell you about Bale's Hay, the YouTuber. If you guys haven't followed Trevor Bale's on YouTube or social media, let me just tell you, it is the best agricultural social media account going, but that's, not, that's less important than the kind of products they're producing. I've got hay. I've, I joked in the last ad, it feels like hay you could eat yourself. Um, here, here's what stands out to me about Bale's Hay. I can feed less of it and get the same results. I'm putting this with unbeatable feeds and Aquinity products, and I'm telling you, my hay has gone down. The amount of hay I have to feed to get the same results has gone down feeding higher quality alfalfa. You guys check them out at baleshay.com. If you're thinking, wait, he produces hay and his name is Bales, I agree. I'm with you. What are the chances? So check them out. Bales Hay, you guys go look them up. They can deliver. Here's the thing. They can deliver anywhere in the nation. They've got trucking. You need it. They can get it to you. And I know for a fact, having been raised in some places where alfalfa doesn't grow, it will blow your mind the effects of the hay hay that's grown right here in Arizona. It's the best hay in the world. It can be delivered to you. Check them out. Bale's hay. Ranch and solar lighting update. Uh, I told you I was going to get them. told you I'd give you an update. Let me tell you what. I am the only person in the state of Arizona right now that does not have a tan. I rope every night. My horses don't get hot. My ropes don't get destroyed. The sand isn't as hot. My steers last longer. I could go on and on. I, this has changed my entire year. I've been able to keep outside horses I thought I was going to have to send back because it was going to be too hot. And they just announced their release in stadium lights. You can get on the list right now and order stadium lights. They they figure it's going to take eight of them to light an entire arena at the price of $7,500 out the door. That means stadium lights at your arena, $7,500, no install, no electric bill. And I'll tell you what, here's what I did. Full disclosure. I said, Ayla, I know these are going to sell out here. Would you let me be a dealer? Like it's this is the only company I've done this with. I would be, I would happily be a dealer. So hit me. let me know if you want to, if you, I've got the portal on my phone, I can walk you through it. If you want lights, let me know. It has changed my life. You guys check out the 1017 Project. You've heard me talk about it. Uh, We are donating hamburger from Roped Out Rope and Steers. We've been in business since 2014. Last year in 2022, we donated a little over $700,000 of hamburger to food banks, after school programs, women's shelters, anywhere that is making food available to those in need. So if you want to support the 1017 Project, you can check it out at our website, 1017project.com, all of the social medias. Uh, We've had some some people come in on the podcast and go, hey, we heard about it. We love it. We want to support it. Let me tell you the most amazing number that we can provide. We can put a pound of hamburger, a national cost of about $5.30, $5.20. One pound of hamburger into a food bank for every dollar that comes in. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, it's a charity. What percent of my dollar actually goes to the cause? Because I know there are bad ones. We can take your dollar and turn it into $5.20. Bet. Check us out. You want us to prove it? We can. Check it out. 1017project.com. Which is weird because looking at him, yeah. you we're know, eating everything else. So a guy's got to do both. Right. I wish. I wish there was a way to just make head horses. Yeah, I would love to have a business where all I did was ride head horses, but it seems like if you're making rope horses, they're just that doesn't exist. You got to put them where they fit. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, because I mean, like I've got a four year old right now that I took to the charities that cow horse big stop should have been a heel horse. He's just better to head on. So if I'd locked him in or sent him to a heel horse program, really, it would have it would have diminished. I guess where he'd have gone, but
1: size like that Bama cat, man, he's big, but. He doesn't, he's not too big to heal on at also, all. Also,
0: like Jordan a minute ago, Alan was saying Diesel of Randons was yeah. a head horse. Yeah. That was a head horse that was just really good to heal on. Yeah. So, I mean, so I guess you just want to I guess you see them succeed where they are and yeah. you know, where it fits. So, five years from now, if things go exactly the way you want them to go, what does a program like this grow into in five years?
1: Well, I want to push my horses some more and get more horses because I was down. Not very many, but I've come back and been trying to get my program back going.
0: Realistically, with your program, how many can you keep going a month?
1: The most I want to keep going is 12.
0: 12 (laughs) is the top. Yeah. Yeah. There's more than that here now. Yeah,
1: I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But uh, five years from now, I would love to, you know, have some horses out there in the fraternities and, uh,
0: Do you want to show them yourself, or do you want to get them going and have somebody else show them?
1: I kind of been thinking about that here lately because I haven't been doing. I feel like maybe try to let some other people show them if they're good enough. Yeah, right.
0: Somebody's going to do a deal with
1: them. You know, but I like those guys' opinions. You know, to see if they are good enough.
0: Do you want to see horses go on and have rodeo careers or jackpot careers? Doesn't matter. Man,
1: it doesn't matter. Just really though, really a good career. I like to see the horse progress. Pause.
0: I agree that in a general, I get it. I don't believe you. I think everybody wants at least one to go on and go, like, do well at pro rodeo. I've sold horses. I've sold more horses to World Series guys than anybody else. Yeah. But I just sold a horse last week to Brenton Hall and, like, doing well. What I want to see is I want to see him ride him at the finals. Yeah. Because that means that year he was one of the best horses going. I had a horse. I know it. Maybe two,
1: but one horse made the finals. I trained. Which one? Uh Caesar. Called him Zeus. what do he look like? Saw a blaze face oh, horse. Oh yeah,
0: kind of a ball face horse.
1: Yeah, last year he wrote. No, he had a ball face horse at the last year I think last year he wrote with Derek Begay.
0: Yeah. And you made that horse and that's the one he Well wanted.
1: it was it's kind of crazy when I come out here started at at uh Saunders, he gave me that horse as a four year old. Okay, And uh, I went to using him on the ranch, and we, you know, drug care, did all that rope, Dr. Cattle. And uh, they had him in a cell up there at Colorado State. The uh, I forgot what the, that cell was called. But anyway, I said, man, this horse could be the fastest horse I've ever ridden. But, like, behind the brow timing, and, and I told him, and I tried, I wanted to buy that horse. But I had no money at right. the time, you know. And so that horse went on and he sold up there. So we go back to fall next year. Here, there's the guy that bought that horse. He said, man, that's a great horse. He said, I actually bought him for a dude horse. For a
0: dude. Oh, and no. And he goes, "He's
1: just a you know, he said he's not hot. He said he hasn't bucked anybody off and no run. He's don't run off anybody. He said, he just. Nah. He just walks around
0: humiliated. Yeah. That's all. He's yeah. just embarrassed yeah. every single day. So
1: he, uh. Thomas said, hey, this guy just wants a horse. I said, well, I got a three- or four-year-old colt that's that's just, just lazy, don't know anything. That, anyway, I traded him would the excel
0: horse. at a he, dude ranch. You just swapped him.
1: Swapped him. Come he loved on. The horse, they, I let him take him. I said, take him and try him and make sure he fits you, because I know how to, you know,
0: I want right. yeah, to give him Yeah, you don't want to get somebody bucked off out no. there.
1: So they loved him. So actually, I
0: got the horse. No kidding. How old was he when you got him back? Five Five. Year? Five. And so you just, from right from then, knew he was gonna I, be yeah. one. Well, I
1: just went straight to heat. Kept doing what we're doing, and went to healing on him, and actually headed on him, and healed on him, and lots of guys saw him. Because I'd go to the jackpot. That's all I had. He, that's back when the jackpots were, you know, you go one for thirty bucks. Yeah, right. Cheaper jackpots. Right. And,
0: how's Caesar? Man, he made into, fast. How's Caesar, Caesar ended up with him?
1: Caesar actually, uh, actually was fixing the. I was fixing to get married and trying to buy a place and get started and uh i just told uh told a couple people i wanted to sell him and caesar was looking for one and he flew out here <clears throat> ryan moats was having a open rope and he flew out here and tried him 30 days before the finals and bought him took him home and my i was asleep i was getting ready to go to vegas and my they, the NFLRS started, and my phone kept ringing. I was like, "What is?" It? They sent text messages, videos. They said, "Your
0: horse is at the finals." It's like, no way! Sure enough, rode him there, all ten rounds. Man, and that's again. It's not that it's more or less important. I'm not saying that, but we didn't grow up watching videos of the World Series. Yeah. we didn't grow up as little kids dreaming of the day we get to rope yeah. in the USTRC. Right? It's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. But, like, when you see a horse at the BFI or if you see a horse at the NFR, places that when you're a kid, it's just different. Yeah. And uh, I just actually told a story to Jordan. Like, everybody knows the gray horse I sold to Lightning. That was the one, right? Yeah. But before that, there was a yellow horse I sold as a six-year-old to Jerry Hicks, and he won 75000 on him the first year. He paid 25000 for him and won 75000 at the World Series in the eights and nines. It's not less rewarding. No. It is just equally as rewarding. It's just that I no agree. one knows about that one. I agree. So I would like to be able to place horses. Where they where they go and excel, right? I, I want to see that, but every now and then, and I for business too. That yellow horse of Jerry's, as good as he was, as much as he won on him, that horse didn't help me sell horses. The year I leased Trevor horse one summer, I had a calf horse leased Trevor, sold all the rest of my horses. Yeah, from a business perspective, every now and then a horse that goes and does something visible, it's just that's
1: kind of what helped my business get started too. You know, yeah, I started getting more outside horses and.
0: That was, the, that was the horse that kind well, of kicked it, just, it off? Yeah, it kind of kicked it off. I mean, Why don't you ride outside horses now? And I got, can I please be like you someday? Like, <laughs> I need to just study under you because I'm riding outside horses. i got some great customers. No complaints. No complaints. I just someday would like to ride my own.
1: That's kind of what got into me. You know, it's like, you know, if I, I'd had have four or five standing on my own in my in my barn here, and I would start with the outside horses because I feel like if you're going absolutely, ride, if you're going to yep. tell somebody you're going to ride a horse yep. for them, start and you with you don't the ones that get
0: paid for. That's right.
1: You're you're stealing. Uh, d- yes, absolutely. So I would start with them, and then I'd get behind, or something would come up, and I didn't get to mine that day. You know, not making excuses because there's always time to make, do it.
0: It's always your own that gets backburned, yeah. though.
1: But get behind, and I was like, you know what? I'm just getting further and further behind, and it's taking much this much longer to make these horses. And so I finally, the good Lord blessed me enough to get started and sell some where I could kind of get, get out right. there on my own and, and it was good. It got kind of,
0: I feel like a guy always makes more money on his own. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy cause it comes in bunches. Right. Yeah. And like, you're trying to eat a hamburger for dinner with money, right? Yeah. Like every, every day you got to have something to spend. Yeah. So the income is great, but I've always done better on the ones I've sold. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, that's, that's still the best financial option. Yeah. I, if a guy can do it, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe I don't get rid outside of horses. Maybe I ride, you know, five or six, and then I keep four or five of my own. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd, it'd be nice. So you've been married how long? It'll be ten years. Is November. How's that changed
1: things? I know, it's good. My daughter changed me. How old she? Six. Best thing that ever happened to me. I've got an
0: eleven-year-old daughter, and I'm telling you what. I love my son. I got a fourteen year old son. I love him more than my life itself. But your daughters are different. Yeah. It's a it's a different function.
1: We we just had one, but man, it's it's been a blessing, fun, so much fun.
0: How much of what you do do you use her as a gauge of, could my daughter ride this one? Like, when you get ready what? to take one to sale, like, because you have a kid. Yes. Like, how much of that's, that's in your a training difference. program?
1: That's right? a huge And a lot of people, well, they, you know, he, he's using his kid to make money on that horse. Okay. Well, no. Even if I am. <laughs> yeah. That's what a lot of people, you know, people is opinionated. But to me, if a, if my daughter can get on him, yes, she does ride good. But if I feel like he's safe enough to Put it on him. I'm her yeah, on. I won't put it. Yeah, right. I, my daughter would go with one of those resist all helmets forever because we, sure. was, you know, just heck, I got her because you love her, <laughs> and she's uninsured. Well, I bought her a pony one time and uh, let her run on it forever, and then she she fell off of him a couple times, and I just picked her up and keep going. And first thing it hit was her head, so I was like, two or three times after doing that, I was like. Maybe we ought to keep the helmet Let's
0: on. try the Jake Barnes hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My little boy one time comes home, and I wish, uh, without knowing him, this story won't make as much sense, but he's this stoic, quiet. He's an old soul, loves hunting. He catches birds. He, ca- he catches four or five birds a week by hand. I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. He caught a jackrabbit the other day by hand. He's just kind of like, I'm convinced he's on the spectrum, but yeah. it doesn't matter. But he comes home one day, he's five or six, he's like, I want a donkey. I go, why do you want a donkey? I, I just want a donkey. I go, do you mean a pony? And he goes, did Jesus ride a pony? I'm like, all right. So we get him a donkey, <laughs> and he would ride this thing around. I still got a video on my Facebook. He'd ride around, and that thing got where he'd buck him off. And what really frustrates me is, for years after that, he didn't want to ride at all. If I would have just said no and dug my heels and actually made him ride a horse, I would have saved some. He's back to kind of roping a little now. Yeah. But stupid donkey kind of ruined it. He my, just got my rolled up to me. thing
1: about roping right now, but she loves to ride, trot. Yeah, go out on the ranch and just stay
0: gone did she get to go up there to the ranch and go I I think Jet I mean Jet's drug calves I forced him to do he's more of a cowboy than most kids just Mm -hmm. by default not because he likes it he just doesn't care but he liked going out and riding and doing stuff like that but the roping deal has just never been something he's super into so as a result we play football and do all sorts of other stuff so is there a day you retire from this? Like, how does this, what's the trajectory? Because it feels like this business is relatively new. The horse sale thing has kind of come on. What you're doing is there's not really a, is there anybody that did what you're doing before? Is there anybody you look to that's like, this person did what I did and that you can pattern the the trajectory after? Yeah,
1: I just kind of stay in my lane and kind of do what I feel like I should do, you know.
0: Is there ever a day, day you want to do anything else?
1: I thought so sometimes, but no, I, I kind of <laughs> depends miss on it. the horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but man, this is—I just love—I love. Why do you do it? Because I love it.
0: You yeah, know? yeah, right. So if that's the case, you just do it as long as you can. Yeah, do it until you can. Yeah. Slick, I appreciate it. It's been Thanks, good sir. to get to know you. You guys come to Arizona. Come plan on hanging. Where do you stay when you're out there?
1: Uh, last time uh, we st- we stayed at uh, we rented Airbnb or something. Oh ago. yeah. Gotcha With some stalls And barns and stuff We're
0: in the middle of Trying to get a place built So maybe put it on the list We got a
1: living quarters We plugged in there At Rancho Rio too Oh yeah
0: Yeah perfect Well man I appreciate it Like I said It's good to get to meet you It's good to get to see the operation And watch what you're doing Yes sir Keep it up Thank you